0: Network presents football time. Hey, and welcome to the football time podcast. We're doing a NFL season recap, AFC South. So, our before we get into the AFC South with our man Achilles Rain, uh, some big news in the NFC West uh, that uh, broke. After we recorded our season recap show, JJ uh, J. Watt signed a quote unquote $30 million deal with the Arizona Cardinals. A um, lot of money. Uh, do you think it really helps him all that much?
1: Uh, you know, it's an interesting sign for me. Obviously he's a talented player. He could still impact the game some. I don't think he's quite what he used to be, you know, before all the injuries. I still think he's a really good defensive player. My question then becomes is how is that really helping your team? Because when it comes to playing in the NFC West, we talked about uh, the defensive pressures, trying to, you know, build a line that can withhold uh, that front seven from the NFC West, which is really tough, obviously with the Rams, the Niners, and even Seattle, the way they played towards the end of last season, uh, their defensive front was really stout. So, I probably would have thought that their first sign, you know, uh, signed player would be uh, probably on that offensive line or something, but uh, still a good player. I just don't see how much it really helps him.
0: Yeah, I, I am with the same mindset here. Uh, one, uh, I, I think it sort of showed J.J. Watts' uh, true colors. He he talks about wanting to win, but then when you make your decision, you choose the Arizona Cardinals, which is probably going to be the fourth-best team in that division. And uh, granted, they paid him a whole lot of money. Uh, I don't know how much of that is going to be real money and how much of that is going to be fake money. But nonetheless, uh, they gave it to him. He got his $32 million, but I think he would have been much better off uh, going to somebody like Buffalo or Tennessee, somebody who I think uh, has a chance to compete in the uh, – uh afc for a super bowl but uh my guess is neither of those teams were going to offer up the same kind of uh money that arizona for some reason did
1: yeah I, I, to me see like i said good for him i'm happy for him but I, i'm interested in seeing the details of that contract i'm assuming it's probably going to be back heavy um that way they can save themselves some some money uh, in case it doesn't work out but a lot of money uh probably and not the most uh important of uh, positional needs.
0: Yeah, definitely so. All right, so let's get into the AFC South. Uh, Let's start out with the Indianapolis Colts and work our way down uh, through there, uh, Tennessee, and then we'll go to uh, Houston and then Jacksonville, I believe was the order I stated, but uh, I don't really remember quite what I told you but uh I assumed the two good teams and the two bad teams was probably some combination of that so let's start out with the Indianapolis Colts who went 11 and five finished second in the AFC South uh they lost in the wild card playoff round to the Buffalo Bills 27-24 in really probably the best playoff game of the season um but uh they made some news Phillip River retired and they brought in Carson Wentz uh First, before we get into that, let's get into how the season went. Uh, I thought they started out a little slow. I think we both were a little shaky on Phillip Rivers. But uh, once they sort of got that uh, running game going with Jonathan Taylor, uh, that defense was able to play well when they were able to control the ball. And uh, they found their way throughout the season.
1: Yeah, uh, overall, I think they had a really successful season. I know that a lot of people anticipated some kind of big moves from them, and uh, they, they really went to town and, and played well. Um, like you said, they started off kind of slow, and we were both a little wary about um, Philip Rivers and his, shall I say, consistency, turning the ball over and making uh, some silly throws. But um, he really found a way to manage his game, and a lot of it had to do with the resilience uh, the of that running game. Uh, it really started to kind of shine and bloom as the season progressed, uh, it also really helped them that they, at one point, at least had the number one defense in the league. Uh, So having a really good defense and having a solid running game helped out Philip Rivers, who would have guessed.
0: Yeah. And in that playoff game, he was just uh, excellent. So uh, it will be very interesting to see how they uh, replace him. Uh, Colts wise, uh, uh, they had a really, really good draft. Uh, A lot of good players, Uh, Jonathan Taylor uh, being one of those guys uh, that uh, was just awesome. They also got Michael Pittman Jr., who looks like a receiver who will be there in the future. Uh, Julian Blackman played at safety and was really, really good and uh, also got some decent games out of uh, Isaiah Rosters and uh, Jordan Glasgow. So uh, when you can hit on numerous picks in uh, uh, your rookie class, they continue to be one of the best drafting teams of uh, the last uh, five years or so. So it, it's really impressive where this Colts team is right now.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, this last season, they went four and two in the division. So they're obviously one of the better teams in that division. And uh, that's not saying much necessarily because two of those teams uh, aren't really that well, weren't playing well this last season. But when it comes to the top two teams in that division itself, uh, probably two of the better teams in the AFC as a whole. So a tough division nonetheless, but they're definitely one of the powerhouses. Now the question becomes is what's to come this season because they do have a lot of – unrestricted free agents. They have a few restricted free agents, but I I, I know they also have a lot of cap room, especially with uh, Rivers retiring and all that.
0: Yeah. And uh, uh, they only eat about 25 million this year of the Carts uh, and wins uh, money on that contract. Um, so they do have some space. They can resign some of their guys. Uh, I, I don't know if they will, because like I said, they, they draft really well. And they are one of those teams who uh, we talked about it in the, uh, um, NFC uh West podcast they aren't one of those that spend and go all in they they're a little more strategic and uh try to build uh young players and uh build that way and if they need to add a one or two uh guys they usually go that way but uh they have about 50 million in estimated cap space uh i think that's really uh going to be to sign a couple key guys on the uh defensive end and retain them uh, they made their big splash last year with DeForest Buckner who was uh, really really good for them but um otherwise uh probably the biggest uh news uh Indianapolis Colts wise is uh the trade for Carson Wentz um they've went for it uh Philip Rivers retired uh I don't know if we'd ever uh say uh this in uh, life, but uh someone who's more pick-happy than uh Philip Rivers, they bring in, in Carson Wentz. Uh what are you expecting next season from this Indianapolis Colts team? What are you expecting of Carson Wentz next season?
1: Well <clears throat> and I and I'm only going based off the assumption that they're going to re sign uh certain players that at least contribute to the team, you know, to to some extent. Uh with that being said uh, I expect a similar type of uh, season from them, maybe not as well, uh, maybe more like a 10-win season, you know, which isn't far off from what they finished this current season, this uh, this past season. But I think that Wentz probably, you know, from all the different places he could have landed, I think that's probably one of the better spots that he could have landed in, um, a team that's basically solidified themselves as a run-first team, so they don't have to necessarily put all the pressure on Wentz to make plays. Um, if I had to compare the Eagles, and the Colts. I think the Colts have a much better running game. Now, defensively, the Colts have a much better defense, in my opinion. So I think that this team is probably better built uh, for a guy like Carson Wentz to probably kind of resurrect his career, uh, who he had a really promising career early on when he got drafted. And this sort of kind of fell off over the last couple of seasons because of injuries and uh, just not playing well at all. Um, I don't put all that on him. I think some of it had to do with personnel and uh, kind of some of the pieces that were brought in and some of the pieces that were let go. So I think that he's put in one of the better situations he could have been uh, found himself in, and uh, that's with the Colts. So I think this next season is still going to be a pretty bright one if you're a Colts fan.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm optimistic that uh, this might be a good place for him. Uh, it won't be the cesspool that is Philadelphia where uh, pressure fans are just on top of you all the time. Uh, Just I don't actually even think that Philadelphia Eagles team was all that good. They didn't have great receivers. Uh, I thought the line play was mediocre, especially when guys started to get hurt and backups started to come in Uh, the defense, while it could get a pass rush, uh, would just get shredded in the secondary. And uh, you know, he goes to a coach in Frank, Wright, Who was his coach uh, on the offensive side of things when he was having his best season. So uh, this is probably his last chance if he can't do well here. uh, He's probably just going to be a journeyman backup uh, from here on out. But uh, I really do like this situation. I think that defense is set. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if T.Y. comes back. Uh, But uh, I I do think uh, Pittman, uh, really uh, showed that he could be maybe a number one receiver. So if you bring T.Y. back, Pittman in there, you got some good tight ends in like Jack Doyle. Uh, you got a nice little uh, running back set with Naheem Hines and uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, we both know about the offensive line, a uh, really, really uh, high-class offensive line. So uh, if Wentz is solid, I honestly think this could be a team that uh, – is is an elite-level team in the AFC. I, I don't know if they reach quite Chiefs and Buffalo Bills territory, but I think you could probably throw them in that mix where uh, the Ravens and uh, Steelers would uh, theoretically be.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it's going to be dependent on how Wentz is going to play. If we're going to get the Philadelphia Wentz from the last couple of seasons, then maybe you run into some trouble, but I think that if he – finds a way to manage the game and limit his turnovers by really relying on that uh, running game and that solid defense, then I think that he'll be okay. I think they'll do good. Uh, One thing that I did want to add really quick is something that a lot of people don't really talk about when it comes to NFL teams, and that's the ownership. Uh, He's going from the ownership in Philadelphia to, you know, Ursay in uh, Indianapolis. And I think that from what I've read from different players that have played in Indy, They really love the coaching staff, regardless of whatever we may think of him on a personal level. Um, His players definitely seem to take a really liking uh, to a really big liking to the to the uh, owner. So uh, there's also that that probably plays into it.
0: Yeah, that's because he's crazy and weird. So uh, I think the football players like that. So uh, just curious, uh, Indianapolis Colts uh, successful season in 2020 or did you think they underachieved?
1: I think it was a successful season. You know, they definitely contended for that number one spot within the division. It was obviously a head-to-head race with Tennessee. It came down to you know um, divisional uh, record at the end, uh, which they slightly lost to the Titans. But I still think it was successful. Um, they met. They went on made out to the divisional, or was it the wild card? A wild card. Uh, the wild card round, and they lost a really tough game uh, to the Bills. So. You know, it was a successful season. I, I, I'm sure that Phillip Rivers would have uh, really loved to go out on top. But um, overall, I think if you're a Colts fan, I think that you're pretty, you know, happy with uh, the results at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely, uh, uh, and a good outlook for the future. All right, so that's our Indianapolis Colts season recap and review. On to the Tennessee Titans we go. The Tennessee Titans had an 11-5 season, finished first in the AFC South, and lost in the wild card round to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, a, a semi-successful season. I, I think the most disappointing thing about this uh, season was probably this defense. It, it really, really dropped off. Uh, As the offense uh, seemed to get better and improved, uh, Ryan Tannehill seemed to become a little bit more of a passer instead of a game manager. But uh, this defense was so bad, especially in the secondary, it was just get shredded and shredded over and over again. Also uh, we'll get into it, uh, but the draft uh, was uh, just abysmal as well. So, uh, I think some good things for the 2020 season, but uh, I, I'm very curious about the 2021 outlook on this team.
1: Yeah. Overall, I think it was a successful 2020 season. Obviously they ended up with a five and one divisional record, which they really needed um, because they were basically neck and neck with the team that we just talked about, which is the Colts. Um, they both ended with a similar record. They just happened to have a better divisional record and it came down to the last game of the season. Um, They had a really successful offense. They had probably one of the most potent offenses in the league. Uh, When you talk about Derrick Henry, who ran for over 2,000 yards, and then you talk about Tannehill, who was probably one of the better quarterbacks in the league, Um, probably didn't get as much credit as he deserved. But that defense, man, that defense was just porous, and it really cost them, and it it was evident when it came to the playoffs. Um, They managed to win a lot of games, and – you know, some of those games were really tight. It was the almost won by the skin of their teeth. But when it came to the playoffs, and you're going up against the elite of the elite, you have to bring your A game, and they just didn't have the defense. So um, it, it, they probably departed a little earlier than they would have liked. But I still think overall it was a successful season. Um, now the outlook for the season is a little more questionable uh, because you definitely have to address that defense. I don't think that you can go any further without addressing that defense. I don't care how strong and potent that offense is. You're going to need some sort of defense. And all I kept hearing last season from our colleague Dynamite was this guy's coming back. Uh, this is about to change the defense. And uh, him being a huge Titan fan, I kind of, uh, you know, was hoping that it, it would come to fruition for him. But it obviously didn't happen. And uh, unless they clean up that defense, I, I don't see them really going much further going forward
0: yeah uh at some point uh you wonder when derrick henry begins to start to wear down uh he's had a lot of usage now uh he's a little bit of a freak so uh you never know he might be able to carry on but uh i think those worries start to creep in your head uh can he keep this level of play up uh, I, I mentioned about the draft uh, Isaiah Wilson uh, was his own uh, disaster in its own right. Uh, the offensive tackle that they took, which they really needed because uh, they lost uh, uh, Jack Conklin to free agency. And then Tyler Lewin uh, got hurt. Uh, but Isaiah Wilson was just a train wreck uh, off the field, uh, arrest COVID protocol breaks, uh, just numerous, numerous things. And he's been his own problem. Again, uh, this uh Offseason to start. Uh, Kirsten Fulton, uh, their second round pick, uh, got hurt and didn't play that many games. It wasn't all that good in the games he's played. Uh, really, the only thing you could say was uh, Chris Jackson, their seventh round safety. Uh, this probably tells you how bad their secondary start ended up with three starts on the year. So uh, when you're playing a seventh round safety uh, three times in the year, you know that secondary's having trouble. And uh, it, it just uh, it, it didn't look good uh, really at all. So uh, I, I, I think the Titans offensively uh, still will be a very good team. Uh, they showed that they could do a little bit more uh, with Tannehill in the passing game. Now, how much of that will be play action? I don't know. But uh, what do you make of uh, Titans season outlook going into next season?
1: Uh, offensively, like, like you said, I think they're going to be fine. As long as they can maintain, obviously they have a couple of uh, young wide receivers that they really like on the outside, and uh, they provide a lot of death. You know, they really open things up for um, not just Tannehill, but also for the uh, the running back. Uh, you know, it seemed like Henry really got going when that offensive line was playing well, when the wide receivers were playing well. Um, but that offense still is basically going to go as far as Henry can carry them, and we saw once they went up against a really good defense that was able to really hone in on the uh, running attack of the Titans, it really clamped things down, even for the wide receivers on the outside. You know, They just weren't getting as much separation as they were basically all season long, which is why they departed uh, early in the playoffs. But I still think the offense is going to be good. Uh, I, I really think that in order for them to maintain the type of you know play that they've been putting out, uh, especially this last season where they won the division, they're going to need to improve that defense because – with the new quarterback, the Colts brought in. I know that he hasn't played well, but if you go just based off his good seasons with, uh, with the Eagles, he can be a weapon, uh, you know, when it comes to the passing attack. You know, a lot of it still remains to be seen, obviously, how they're going to utilize him. But, you know, I still see Jacksonville improving offensively. Yes. Uh, so it's going to be harder to defensively beat these teams. I don't think that they can pull off a 5-1 and one divisional record again if they don't work on that defense. I
0: noticed you conveniently left out the Texans improving. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um, you know, I will get into it, obviously, when we talk about them, but uh, they have a few question marks themselves. So uh, I was trying to focus more on the teams that are improving themselves offensively. Yes.
0: Uh, uh, one of their free agents, Corey Davis, the wide receivers, you spoke about it. Uh, they have about $10 million in cap room. Uh, my guess is Corey Davis is hovering around in – that range as an unrestricted free agent, Uh, you know, it'll be very interesting how this uh, free agency plays out. Um, They could use a franchise tag on him as well. I don't know if they do that. Uh, Wide receivers don't get franchised a whole, whole lot, but uh, would you bring Corey Davis back? Uh, I wouldn't say it's been spectacular production, but it's been solid production at times.
1: Well, I think a lot of uh, uh, the help that he provides that offense isn't so much in statistical, um, you know, like we can't really look at it on paper and be like, Oh, this is what he contributed. I mean, obviously you can, but I think that his contributions played more on the field. Um, at times he looked to be one of the uh, better blockers for the running game when it came to the wide receivers out there. And he's not necessarily the biggest wide receiver on that team. But he seemed to have a really good head on his shoulder as far as, you know, how to block guys without really getting called for, uh, you know, holding penalty and things like that. Uh, I mean, I would like to bring him back if, if I'm a Titans fan. The question that becomes, though, is how much money of how much of your cap are you going to spend on that position and not address it at a more um, direly uh, in need Position, which in my opinion is that secondary. I think that secondary is probably has to be the main priority when it comes to rebuilding this team.
0: Yeah, I I think the secondary also, I think you need to find some edge rushing. Uh, The Clowney one year deal uh, magically did not work out all that well. Uh, I assume they will not be bringing him back uh, next year. Uh, He's an unrestricted free agent. My guess is he finds somewhere else to go. But uh, with that little salary cap maneuver room, it'll be very interesting where they put their money uh, and where they put their draft uh, capital. Uh, But uh, judging off this last draft, I I don't know how much I trust them in the uh, draft process. So uh, overall season-wise, did you find it a successful season? They did not make it back to the uh, conference championship game, but uh, they did – finished first in their division and uh, lost a tough game to the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Yeah. I don't think you can really hold that against them. You know, they played a really solid, you know, season overall. You think about all the adversity they faced. They were probably one of the teams that got hit the hardest when it came to COVID um, during that 2020 season. Um, they also had to deal with the fact that their games were constantly being pushed around. They weren't canceled or anything, but they were definitely pushed around and definitely affected the scheduling, things like that. There were situations where they didn't have certain players. Um, and then they obviously had that huge gaping hole in that defense uh, where they just couldn't stop anybody. And yet somehow they still ended up with an 11 and five record. Uh, I think that speaks pretty highly of that offense and the team in general as a whole, the fact that they were able to face such adversity and still managed to win the division. Uh, but it is getting a little scary because you're going to get closer to that point where um, guys are going to want to start getting paid on that offense and once that happens, you have very little cap room as it is. Um, you're going to have to make some tough decisions, but they definitely do need to uh, to improve that defense. I, I just can't say it enough. Uh, if they can find a way to do that, then I, I don't see them probably losing their throne right away unless this uh, Wentz situation really works out.
0: Yes, definitely. I, I wouldn't go uh... – Success, successful, but uh, I thought it was a solid season. Uh, No shame in losing to the Ravens. I know you beat them the year before, but uh, I I think the Ravens were just the better team in that matchup. So uh, solid season for the Tennessee Titans. It'll be very interesting to see how their future goes. Uh, Now we're going to go to the train wreck that is the Houston uh, Texans. And we're going to talk about a train wreck 4-12 on the season. And I, I don't even think that begins to describe how this season went. Uh, They started it off by trading DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Then they uh, fired Bill O'Brien justifiably slow, but uh, he probably should have been fired two years ago before he ran this thing totally into the ground. And right now we are looking it run totally into the ground. Uh, I don't know how much of a season out season recap we can give. Uh, This team was just really bad, bad on uh, offense, bad on defense, bad in coaching, uh Deshaun Watson was good was about the only thing I can say
1: yeah I mean they had a little bit of success on the offensive side of the ball um I think the big downfall was definitely on the defense side of the ball now with the uh, departure of J.J. J. Watt
0: yeah now which I've in my... just paid uh the quote-unquote best player on defense so uh <laughs> that should probably sum something up
1: yeah, you know, I, I don't know. To me, in my opinion, J.J. Watt was the face of that franchise, so I think it's a huge blow to lose a guy like that. Obviously, throughout the offseason, we've heard the rumors about, you know, uh, them losing their quarterback, and if I think if that happens, then this team is on a complete rebuild because you look at this team from a couple years ago, and it's almost unrecognizable. A lot of things have changed on this team. Um, the one consistent thing there was always J.J. Watt, and now with, that, with him gone – um, and then the possibility of losing your star quarterback, I think that this team is definitely trending downwards. Um, it says a lot when we're talking about the third-place team in this division, yet we're calling it a train wreck. Uh, if you had to make me choose which team uh, in the bottom half of this division has a better outlook going forward, I would have to go with Jacksonville. Um, and and that kind of tells you everything you need to know about where the Texans season ended and where it's probably going to begin during the off season during the uh, uh, off season
0: yeah uh we'll get into uh deshaun watson's future here in a second but uh you you can even look at their draft uh they didn't have many draft picks thanks to bill o'brien they don't have many draft picks this year as well thanks to bill o'brien and the uh draft picks they made uh were not good uh ross babcock second round pick uh played 15 games but only started one uh they really drafted uh, five players, got five total starts out of all five players that you just can't fill a roster that shows just how poor their depth is. Uh, I mean, Will Fuller had a pretty solid season, but uh, there's just really nothing to build off of. And I I think that probably more so than anything uh, is why Deshaun Watson wants to leave. I mean, You can see this. They have no draft capital this year, uh, and now they're eating Deshaun Watson's salary for the next couple years, which begins to hamper them on the cap-wise of things. Uh, You know, they did get off J.J. Watt's uh, salary, so, I mean, that does help a little bit. But, uh, you know, essentially you just wasted Deshaun Watson's rookie deal, uh, which cost them nothing to build a championship-level team. And uh, now you're getting Deshaun Watson's heavy deal. You have no draft assets to get cheap people, and uh, you have going to have no free agent money to bring people in if anybody even wants to go there.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've definitely seen a trend in the NFL over the last few seasons where the way you really build a solid contender is you obviously have your key players, which are going to take up most of your cap room. Uh, then you have a lot of young players, uh, unproven guys that you know, are the main contributors that are not eating as much salary. Um, and these are your, like your Watson situation where you basically had him uh, for a really cheap deal and now it's time to pay the guy and what have you done with him? Like you said, it was a complete waste. Um, we saw the Seahawks really take advantage of that type of scenario when they had Russell Wilson and they weren't having to pay him much. They built a Super Bowl caliber defense with that, with that money. What did Houston do? They traded away all their picks, they didn't build anything, and they completely wasted away the potential to really be competitive. Uh, I know the division is really tough with those other two teams, uh, the Titans and the Colts, but I don't think anybody really anticipated them having this poor of a season uh, in the, during the preseason. I think people had really high hopes, especially uh, on the offensive side of the ball. It just didn't really seem to happen for them, and, and I don't see them really getting out of this rut anytime soon. Um, I think this is probably going to be a very uh, gray and dark uh, couple seasons for the Texans and their fans. Yeah,
0: uh, they have about $8 million in cap space right now, and, and that's not counting Deshaun Watson still on his rookie deal. That huge deal that he signed uh, You know, over the offseason kicks in next year, so they get off Watts' money next year, and then Deshaun Watson's money's in there. Uh, And speaking of weapons on offense, uh, Will Fuller happens to be a free agent. So, uh, you know, I I just don't even know what to say about this franchise. It is so dead and bleak that you even have to start entertaining offers for Deshaun Watson because really the only way to put this back on track is to regain all the draft capital. For some reason, you let Bill O'Brien trade away
1: yeah it just some of these moves were definitely uh I, w- I was gonna say a bit of a head scratcher, but I think it was definitely more than that. Um, I don't understand how exactly they can recuperate without getting rid of Watson. Um, I just don't see it. I think that it's probably in their best interest to get as much as they can, like you said right now, he's got a lot of value, uh, especially since he's got that one last year that he can play for cheap, basically. So I think that a contender would probably give away um, – I wouldn't say the house, but they definitely give away enough to where at least you can – if you have some good uh, management uh, from your GM position, you can definitely finagle that and probably turn that into multiple picks, uh, things that you can kind of build around again because otherwise I don't see it happening.
0: Yeah. Uh, let me ask you about the Watson situation. Uh, I, I, I'm assuming it will take at least three – first round picks. I, if you've got two for golf, uh, three might be being kind. Uh, it, it's probably in the four to five range, uh, plus maybe a player from your last draft or draft before. Uh, if you are a team that needs a quarterback, would you even offer that up? I, I mean, essentially, if you give that up, you're bringing Watson back into the situation that he's already in. And, uh, and if you're the Texans, do you risk trading a quarterback who you know is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league for the next 10 years?
1: Now, I will start off by saying this, okay? I take offense to the golf comment, okay? <laughs> he led his team to the Super Bowl. That is
0: correct. Uh, I-
1: so he he at least has that, that you can kind of be like, hey, listen, we got he didn't win the Super Bowl. But we got a, a guy who made, took his team to the Super Bowl You know, he was probably one of the better statistical offensive quarterbacks that season. Watson's good, and his ceiling is really high. Now, I don't know if he can be much better because we haven't – I mean, what have his weapons been – Fuller's been pretty good. Um, Brandon Cooks was okay, but they didn't really have uh, much of a running game that he could kind of lean on. It was basically all on his shoulders, so –
0: no, they I, they managed to rework David Johnson's deal for this upcoming season. He won't be making $15 million at least.
1: Uh, that, well, that helps a little bit, uh, especially when you look at the production that he put out. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a really tough and delicate situation that they find themselves in. You know, if I'm the Texans, I'm trying to, I, as much as I hate to say it, I'm trying to get rid of Watson while he still has a lot of uh, value. Um, if I'm a team that's looking to get Watson, I'm really not happy about giving up everything that's going to be, uh, you know, expected to be given up in a trade for Watson. So it's a really interesting situation. It's an interesting dynamic. I, I, I'm interested to see what happens because I believe after last season, he still becomes a restricted free agent though, right?
0: No, he, he signed a huge 10 year deal. So he he's on the books for quite a while, Uh, he got, uh, just a little under what the Mahomes deal is, but, uh, actually, uh, the cap hit is harder, uh, early on in that thing. So uh, it, it's just, it's tough. Uh, you know, that's what I would say. If you are one of those teams that needs a quarterback, if you are, say the Jets and you trade and bring him in and you essentially give up your draft capital for the next five years. Where, where is your season going? Because now you have Watson and you have a shaky defense and no receivers and you have no way of getting better.
1: Yeah, it's it's a really tough situation for both sides of that trade, whether you're on the receiving side or the, uh, the selling side. I, I don't think it's going to be really hard to find the perfect type of trade that's going to benefit both sides. I think that one way or another, one side is going to be a loser either, they're going to have to give him up because they need some draft capital and they're going to end up not getting much in return, or uh, they just can't move him and then he becomes a, a serious liability when it comes to cap hits. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, so I, I probably know the answer to this. Uh, how would uh, the Texans' season? Uh, solid season, good season, uh, possibly the worst season in NFL history.
1: I think it was probably – I'm just going to take a a flyer here. Uh, I'm going to say it was a bad season. Uh, I don't have much to back it up except for the record, the score, the team outlook, the team statistics, yeah, and overall performance. But, uh, yeah, I think it was a bad season. And it says a lot that we're criticizing this team as much as we are, um, being the fact that they weren't even last in their division.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. We'll get off the Texans and the train wreck that is them, and uh, maybe a solid future in Jacksonville. Interesting outlook. We'll go to the Jacksonville Jaguars next. And it was a failure of a season, but yet a success of a season. 1-15 and 15 on the year, 4th in the AFC South. It was an awful season, but they came into the season trying to tank and get that number one uh, spot. And uh, your friends, the New York Jets, uh, decided to go – Cover zero about five times in a row until they got a Hail Mary hit on them and uh, ended up Jacksonville moves into that number one slot, gets Trevor Lawrence, brings in Urban Meyer. Uh, the future looks bright uh, this past season. I, I don't want to say it wasn't bright. They tried hard in a lot of games, uh, but uh, it wasn't good this uh, past season in 2020.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we just basically berated the Texans organization as a whole when it comes to offense, defense, uh, upper management, just about every single facet of the organization. Um, And yet this team, Jacksonville Jaguars, had a a poorer season than those Texans did. And and I still think that the outlook is definitely brighter for them. Um, They lost a lot of games, but a lot of those games they lost, they were in the game. They were definitely, you know, not necessarily uh, good, but they were good enough to compete with some teams. Um, they did have that one lone victory, which, if I'm not mistaken, was against the Texans.
0: No, it was against the Colts uh, opening week.
1: Remember? Oh, that's right. That's week one against the Colts. Where, yeah, we're like, oh, okay, this is what Philip Rivers is going to bring to the table. Yes. Uh, and I really thought that that season was going to turn out completely different. Now, they have the worst record in the uh, NFL, so they get the number one pick. And obviously, the the thought here is that they're going to take Lawrence. That's what everybody's assuming. Uh, They do have a new head coach in Myers, which I think probably brings a whole new dynamic. He's won just about everywhere he's been. Um, Now, can he do it, obviously, in the NFL in 2021? That remains to be seen.
0: I'd avoid hiring racists as my strength coach.
1: (laughs) You just had to throw that one out there, didn't you?
0: (laughs) But... Uh, overall though, I, I think that
1: as disappointing as last season was for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I still think that the outlook and the future has some sort of positivity and looks a little bit bright. Uh, I think that if I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, I'm a little excited about the future.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I think this team might, uh, get better quickly, uh, more quickly than people think. I think Trevor Lawrence is one of those who's ready to come in right now and be a solid quarterback. Uh, D.J. Shark, LaCavia Chenault, they got receivers on the outside. Uh, James Robinson, uh, undrafted uh, rookie free agent, was a pretty solid running back. Uh, You know, I I don't think you really need to upgrade there, and plus he's practically free right now. You might want to throw him a little bit more money. Uh, But uh, offensive line needs a little work. Uh, You probably don't want to get Trevor Lawrence killed, but uh, I I, I think you – Just uh, work with that on the draft. Uh, Defensively, they have a couple pieces in Josh Allen and Miles Jack. Uh, Their defense isn't great, but uh, they have some pieces there. And really, if Urban Meyer is able to bring uh, his coaching style into the NFL and be successful, uh, I I think this team could get really good uh, pretty quickly here.
1: Yeah, I I think so, too. It's just really unfortunate for them. They play in a division that's pretty much kind of – uh, handcuffed to both of those two teams on the top, which is the Colts and the Titans. Uh, but I, I definitely see a lot of room for improvement here. Uh, and, and I think that they have the means that they're setting up the foundation to build something special here. Um, I, if Lawrence turns out to be the type of quarterback that we all think he can be, uh, obviously you have the head coach, which has a proven record as a winner. And I think they've, if they take their time with this, I think they could build a really solid uh, contender uh, you know in in the near future, obviously, how much of an improvement can they make from one to fifteen record anything you improve on is going to be considered a, a big improvement so um I think that the arrows definitely trending upwards with them, and i'm excited to see what what they have coming up
0: yeah uh I, I couldn't i wouldn't be totally stunned if they won six to eight games next season uh really uh i I could see that sort of jump um the other thing is uh they have cap space. And I mean, cap space, they have $85 million in cap space and they could free up a little more. So, uh, in an off season, when I, I think some of the teams might get a little skimpy and cheap. Um, I don't they know. Can if, go out and spend. Yeah, I, they can spend, they can throw money at people and, uh, they could start to build a little bit more on that defense. They could start to build a little more on that offensive line. They get Lawrence in there. Uh, there's no telling, uh, where this goes. Uh, I think the biggest question mark is Urban Meyer. Can he translate to the NFL?
1: Yeah, and and uh, that's exactly where I'm at with you. I think that he's going to be probably the biggest question mark. But if I'm a free agent and I'm looking at the amount of money they have to spend, I'm looking at the new coach, I'm looking at the possibility to bring in the attractive first round pick. I, I kind of like. It. I mean, those wide, even the wide receiver core they seem to be solid. Yeah. You know, uh, they they're formidable. Now, if you put in a good quarterback there, um, you know, with a good system. I think that they can only get, you know, better. I don't see them getting any worse. Um, like I said, they were competitive, at least in some of the games. They didn't, they didn't win, but they fought. And yeah. they.
0: And that was with a lame duck head coach in there as well.
1: Yeah, so I, I think that, the you know, the new head coach definitely brings a new dynamic to this team. Um, they still do have to find their identity, but if I'm a free agent, I'm looking at all these new things, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe playing in Jacksonville is not such a bad thing.
0: Yeah, if they could uh, move down to Miami, and, uh, <laughs> it might be a lot better.
1: Uh, but, well, listen, when you're making that kind of money, I don't think that Jacksonville to, to Miami is too far of a, of a trip. So,
0: Yeah, I guess so. All right, uh, that's the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, season overall. Uh, I, I'd say a successful failure because uh, they came into the season not trying to win, and they – hit exactly what they wanted. They got the quarterback they're going to want and they got the uh, coach they wanted and they have uh, unlimited calorie salary cap space. So uh, (laughs) it wasn't a great season, but it was a successful season for them because the outlook on them uh, is pretty promising.
1: Yeah. I know that what you were just trying to do there was trying to uh, bring in a diet uh, analogy and yes, they dieted all season long. To get to this point, now they have a lot of calories that they can intake.
0: They and made to and they're uh, rehydrating <laughs> on uh, Saturday a- afternoon.
1: But, yeah, I, I definitely think that uh, it was a very successful, unsuccessful season, like you said. Uh, they probably want to win a few more games, but I think that ended up with the number one overall pick, uh, especially in this year's draft. Uh, they'll take it.
0: Yeah. All right. That's our season uh, outlook season recap not our outlook the outlook will come in probably august sometime uh i hear achilles is already preparing uh yeah. <laughs> our season recap uh for the afc south uh i think we'll move to the nfc east next uh that should be exciting uh all teams bad uh, <laughs> so we'll move nfc east next uh in our next episode on the football time podcast and achilles where can we find you
1: uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at TD Achilles. You can find me on Facebook as Achilles Rain.
0: You can find us on greenlightnetwork.org, Greenlight Network on Facebook and YouTube, on GLN Champ Five on Twitter and Instagram. That's our show, and we out. <laughs>